All right, what's going on, people? Back with another episode. How are you doing? I'm your host, Collins Johnson, and welcome to Perspective Wisdom. So, today, we're going to have an interesting conversation. Now, most of my conversations are always centered around and focused on nuances and intricacies in that you know, perspective lane. So whatever it is that I'm talking about, um, I'm not talking about general things that you already know. I'm going a little bit deeper into, um, into the subject. So tonight we're going to talk about true unconditional love and how you get there. Now, I I posed this question on my Facebook and a lot of people not necessarily wanted to hear what I had to say or some people were like, let me ponder on this. And, you know, I don't really know. I don't know if that's the case and so forth and so on. So let me explain myself. Now, the, 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 what I posted was in order to experience or be able to give true unconditional love, you have to first know what hate is. You have to hate something or hate someone. And once you've experienced that type of hate, then to give unconditional true love uh, becomes a lot easier. It's 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 something that you can do, you know, without a thought. It's you need this experience in order to be able to give that. Now, the first pushback I got was about kids, right? kids uh, have unconditional love. So my answer to that was no, kids don't have unconditional love. What they have is conditional love, depending on how you treat them. And and if you treat them bad, the love goes away. What they have is tolerance, right? Because they're already uh, born with uh, what's called filial love. That is brotherly love or love from a, a, a parent uh, to a child and a child to a parent. So they're already born with that, but that love can be broken depending upon the trauma that they go through in their childhood. Right. Uh, And I don't like to jump into trauma because that's not my purpose. uh, My purpose is not to trigger anybody in a negative way or anything like that. But I'm saying if you've been through trauma in your childhood, then that love gets turned off. That switch gets turned off and you are more in the toleration stage. Right. You can tolerate that parent uh, for however long, however, you know, uh, long you're in their household uh, until you get older. And as you get older, right, as you move on from preteen to teenager and then into the young adult stages, as you start learning the world around you, then that's when your levels of tolerance begin to change. And you can you can dial it up or dial it down depending on your situation. Now, that has nothing to do with, you know, hate. You don't hate your parent. You just don't like the way things are going because you haven't really gotten a taste of what the world has to offer or what the world can give you in a negative manner. So you as a kid, you have no idea what the what the outside world is like. You've been protected and sheltered. And and I think it's natural. I think it's natural for all children to buck against their parents at some point in time uh, in that relationship until they get out of the house. And the reason why I think that's true, not just because I've done it and I've watched my brothers and my sister do it. And, you know, to a certain extent, my kids do it. Um, The thing is, is that because you don't know and you want to experience, 
And that person who is in guardianship over you has already experienced the negative uh, outcome of whatever it is you're trying to embark on and they won't let you embark on that. Then that's where the that's where the rebellion comes from. That's where the you know, the disagreement and the arguments come from. And then they kind of spawn from there, depending on the ground rules and, and the foundational teachings that you've given the child over the years. So if you've if you inundated the child with good foundational uh, teachings and principles, then usually they'll buck, but they'll they'll come back to you. They'll apologize. You can talk things out. You can evolve in your relationship. But if your child has been through nothing but trauma uh, and that's the foundation that they have, then guess what? You know, they're going to buck and it's going to go the whole opposite direction. Now, that's not the direction I was going in the post. The direction I was going in the post is for Eros love, right? Eros love, romantic love. In order for you to unconditionally love a spouse, and I, and and please, when I say spouse, I'm not just talking about legally married or nothing like that. I'm talking about boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, you know, whatever you want to put the title on. In order for you to love a person uh, and the Eros love and the romantic type of love and you love them unconditionally, you're in a relationship with them and whatever it is that they do, no matter what they do, you're going to love them through it. You have to hate something first. Now, not necessarily them, you know, because a lot of people go straight to, well, why do you have to hate them in order to love them? No, it has nothing to do with them to a certain extent. You have to hate someone or hate somebody. Now, why is that? Because hate is the strongest emotion on the negative side, on the negative spectrum that you can invoke, that you can embark on, that you can that you can uh, experience. Now, what's the strongest emotion on the positive side? Is it not love? Now, if you've never hated, what do you have the comparison to make of, right? So what you do psychologically is start comparing your love to others' love that you've seen given and that you've received over the years. Now, you can't compare one love to another because everybody is different. So everybody's going to love you in a different type of way. Right. This this girlfriend like that you had five years ago, the way she loved you and, you know, whatever happened and y'all not together. Let's just say y'all not together on good terms. You know, y'all just the, the, the relationship was over. And now you get with the girl five years later and you're constantly comparing the love that she gives you to the one that your ex gave you. That's for men or women. So either way you want this to go. And that's unfair to the person that you're dealing with right now, because they'll never measure up to the expectations that you have for them. One, because they don't know how you were loved by your ex. Two, because they think if you were loved by your ex and that's your ex, then why would I love you the same? Why would I give you the same uh, type of traits? Why would I give you the same type of love? I'm going to give you the love the way that I know how to give you the love. Three, they may have been loved a different type of way in their household and they grew up with different foundational principles when it comes to love. So therefore, they're loving you the best way they know how. Now, if you haven't communicated with them and got them to comprehend, because understand that communication is only one piece of this. The other side is you have to get them to comprehend what it is you need in the love category. So all of these things you're doing you know, subconsciously. Now, if you've ever hated something, you've ever hated a person because they, I mean, they just like 
decimated your heart in a relationship. And I mean, you couldn't stand them. Now, I'm not saying that you hate them to this day because you can hate. It's okay to hate and then forgive and move on with your life. Now, the the problem comes hate with, with hate. The problem comes when you harbor that hate and hold on to that hate. Now, I'm a big advocate of feeling every emotion that you can possibly feel from one end of the spectrum to the other. So if somebody's crossed me and I mean, they pissed me off to high heavens and, and I do have that strong emotion of hate or maybe not hate, maybe anger towards them, whatever. I feel that emotion. I steep in that emotion for a little while, for a little while. And then I, I work on forgiving them. And once I've forgiven them, I don't have to go back to them and tell them, hey, I've forgiven you for what you've done to me. No, I don't ever have to talk to them again. I have to forgive them for myself. Right. And once I forgive them for myself, then I make it a process to continue to forgive them every day after that. Because forgiveness is a daily thing. You have to wake up and forgive. You have to wake up and decide. You have to wake up and want to, right? And so whatever you want to put behind the dot, 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 you have to wake up and forgive every day. So now that I've woken up and I've forgiven that person again, because this is a new day, this is a new new opportunity, now I can move on. Now I can I can go about something and I can identify certain behaviors that I don't want to deal with, that I will not tolerate with, uh, that I will not tolerate or that I can deal with. But I'm going to, you know, hey, listen, I care about you. We're in this relationship. I don't like when you do this. Well, when I do what? When you do this and then I explain it to them. And when they say they understand, I say, OK, what is it that you understand that I'm trying to say to you? See, now that's building comprehension, right? <laughs> And I know it seems like I'm on one side of the spectrum, but I'm trying to help you to understand when you mature into unconditional love. You have to mature into unconditional love. It doesn't just happen. You're not born with it. Right. Nobody's born with it that you can you can be the happiest person in the world. Smile, laugh and joke. You can have the purest heart. And it takes one person to taint that thing. And, and you'll be like that for the rest of your life. You know, and the people are like, oh, no, I'll never be like that. You haven't run into the right person or the right situation. You haven't been through anything. Now, love is it has to be tested. It has to be tried. And once it's tested and tried, then you can say you love. Then you can go on to a real love and then a true love and then a pure love and then Ultimately, what you want to get to is that unconditional love. Now, by the time you reach unconditional love, this is when this person is your life partner, your soulmate. You know, you, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. You don't have to chase behind them. You don't have to have a thought in your mind that they're cheating or sleeping with another person. And you, none of that stuff. They will not cross you because you give them true real unconditional love so therefore they can give it back to you they've been steeped in it so they know what it is they know what the ground rules are they know what the principles are they know how to operate in it they know what they're going to get out of you and they know what you would expect in return it's a process and a lot of people don't think that love is a process they think that love comes in a, well a lot of the younger people nowadays think that love comes in the form of uh, of looks and then you treat me good all the time. You, you never cross me. You never be unfaithful. You never be disloyal. And then, then I will love you until the end of time. But if you cross me once, that's it. There are way too many fish out here in the sea. Well, guess what? If that's true, 
If there's way too many fish in the sea, how come you can't find another fish with no problems? How come every fish you get, you fish it out and then you throw it back? Where's the fish for you that you keep? It will never be because the principle and the philosophy that they've inundated uh, you with is that of continual dating, never finding a person to settle down with. And and once you get, I don't know, however old you want to be and you finally realize, because I don't want to put an age on it. That's a restriction. I don't put people in boxes. Some people learn lessons at 30. Some people learn lessons at 50. Some people learn lessons at 75. Nonetheless, you learn the lesson. When you get to that point where you finally realize that what people have been saying to you, how they've been teaching you, how they've been talking to you, guiding you, directing you has been to keep you in the game, right? Like these dating coaches, they're dating coaches. They're not help you get a relationship and stay in a relationship coach. <laughs> they're not help you get married and stay married coaches. You know, they're, 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 they don't have that thing. And if you listen to this channel enough, you know words or spells with me. So I listen to every word that comes out of the people's mouth. I read every word very carefully and I, and I take it very seriously because before that, you know, for lack of knowledge, the people shall perish. Perish doesn't always mean you die like that. Perish could mean you die in your job world, in your relationship uh, world, whatever world it is that, that you're trying to live in and thrive in, you die for lack of knowledge. So I, I try to make it a point to always learn as much as I possibly can in that realm. So now back to what I was saying, the process, a lot of the newer generation folks, because it's not just young folks, there's 40 year old women and men out here who think like this in this process. They think the process goes that you have to have interest first and, and the interest is always aesthetics. It's always how does the man look? How does the woman look? Does she have these body parts? Does he have this six pack? Does he get dreamy eyes and all of this stuff, right? And they equate the look with attraction. Now, I'm attracted. Now, I want to find out. So now you date. You find out they're attractive, but you don't like their mind. But you're trying to get over it because of how attractive they are and how everybody around you. Your friends are telling you, oh, my God, girl, he's so handsome. How did you get that? Oh, snap, my dude. How did you pull that? Like she banging that type of thing. So now you get what's called validation. And people tell me all the time, I don't need validation. I validate myself. I don't. And I'm like, you, you're misusing the term validation. The validation doesn't come. You cannot validate yourself. Validation always comes from an outside source. Right. So that it can come from the group of people that you're around or the one person that you trust the most. Nonetheless, the validation comes from an outside source. Right. So you got all of these people that are telling you that this person you're with is so handsome, so funny, so this, so that. But you know this person differently because you're with them in an intimate setting. Now, understand, I'm still on the terms of trying to help you to get to unconditional love. But these are the hurdles that you have to jump because until you can separate yourself from that negative validation, until you can recognize that that's negative validation and then separate yourself from it, you're always going to bounce around from relationship to relationship and you're never going to truly love somebody. Okay, so now you done, you done, you done looked at them. They look good. You're attracted to them. 
and you got the validation from the people that are around you or the person that's uh, in your life. Now you're in a relationship. You've been in this relationship and all of a sudden the relationship becomes routine. It becomes mundane. It becomes stagnant. Day in and day out, y'all do the same thing. And you're begging for something to be different. You're begging for this elaborate date out on the town, you know, just once a month or twice a month, you know, make me feel special. You want this person to do these things, yet you yourself don't know how to articulate that. Or you've said it to them, right? But they didn't comprehend. They heard you. They listen. They understand. But they didn't comprehend. And now you're running into all of these barriers and it becomes difficult. Now, this is when you hit the wall. So now that you've hit this wall and you're like, no, I'm not about to do this. Here comes the term. Wait for it. There are plenty of fish in the sea. So you throw that fish back. Hey, this not working. I can't do this. You're not the right person for me. Blah, 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 blah. And you move on to the next person and you're by yourself for a little while. And then you run into another person who tempts you aesthetically, who tips that little that little ding in your head. And you're like, oh, my God, look at them. And you go back through that whole process all over again. And you're continuously validated by the people that are around you. So now let's just say you change the people around you. Now, the people around you that you change out, right, when you start switching them out, they're going to be like, oh, you think you're better than me, you know, this, that, and the third. They're going to they're gonna fight to stay in your life. They, they, they want you to be at the same level as them. They don't want you to ascend to a better level. This is why they get so mad with you when you finally get in a relationship that you want to put some work into and you start separating yourselves from the nights out. From the being out two, three, four o'clock in the morning and coming home smashed and stuff like that. Like they're like, why don't you want to spend time with us? This this what we've been doing. We've been doing this for five, ten years. Yeah, but at what point do you get tired of this? Do you want to move on to something different? So, okay, now boom, you done you done went through the whole process of this, and now you're going through the process all over again. And you gotta ask yourself, is this what you want to do for the rest of your life? It's continuously fine fish that you're going to be with for a little bit and throw them back into the sea. Now, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I'm talking to the people who want a steady relationship, who want to be in a relationship where somebody adores them. Right. There's this ground principle that everybody wants to be worshiped, praised and admonished. Everybody. To include you. And as much as you don't, you you don't realize these things because they're subconscious. It's just in the in your makeup as a person, right? And once that person worships you, praises you, and admonishes you, it gives you a feeling that nobody else can can give you. Now, my wife is really quick to say, you know, you gave me something that nobody else can give me. It's not about buying me things. It's not about taking me places. It's about giving me something that I can't give myself. Well, you can't worship, praise and admonish yourself. See, these are the things that start happening when you're when you're finding out that you can love a person through whatever it is that they do. Now, the last part that I'm going to give to you, because this is going to have to be like a two, three part series. The last part that I'm going to give to you tonight is this is when you start being with that person. And maybe there's some things that you don't like. Maybe they throw their socks in the middle of the floor, or throw their underwear is halfway on the hamper you know if y'all ever do get to a point where you live together or maybe y'all got two separate lives and they work a whole bunch but when y'all come together everything is all gravy but then y'all go back to trying to accomplish y'all goals 
when you love a person through it, not be with them, not tolerate them. But when you love a person through this, they'll start seeing it. They'll start feeling it and they'll start changing little aspects of their lives in order to be closer to you, to get to you, to praise, worship and admonish you because of what you give to them. See, unconditional love is give first and receive second. So once they're giving out, you know, themselves, once they're giving that praise, worship and admonishment, they can they they receive unconditional love in return. So when they make mistakes, you know, they punish themselves worse for making a mistake than you can ever punish them. And to and, and after a while of this process, now when I say while, please don't think that I'm talking about years. Some don't think that I'm talking about shortest, a couple of days, like whatever your timeline is. Nobody can tell you what your timeline is. But there'll be something inside of that person that you love, and it'll be their spirit or their soul, you know, or both. Depending on, you know, how you how you feel. And you won't judge them based off of character traits. When they resemble something of an ex, you won't hold that against them. You just simply have conversation with them and make sure that they comprehend. And then you start moving into the territory of unconditional love. And that person, although they may cross you, although they may piss you off or something like that, you'll understand why they done it. And it's not making excuses for them at that point. And then trust me, I am not advocating for violence in no way, shape, form or fashion. I'm saying There's things that happen in a relationship that you can love somebody through. And when you come out on the other side of that thing, your relationship is stronger. Your bond is 10 times better. Those mistakes don't happen twice, three, four times. Right. And if they do, let's just say you get into it with a person and they have an issue with maybe substance abuse or something like that. You know how to love them through that thing that they're fighting with. It takes love to pull somebody out of that. Not throw the fish back in the sea. So true, real, unconditional love has to be tried against true hate. Once you've known some hate, for something in your life, you know how strong that is, then you can imagine and start trying to work on how strong love can be in the same direction. So I'm going to stop right here. Uh, I'll pick this up maybe at the end of the week or so, but I will go into depths about, you know, inner workings, about how to get to true unconditional love. But I just wanted to, you know, dab that on your tongue a little bit so you can come back for some more. So I appreciate you listening to me. Uh, I will try to be way more consistent with these. And I hope y'all have a great evening, great night, a great morning, whatever time you're listening to this. Talk to you later.